What's up, friends? It's Haley, aka Bird, and you are tuning in to the Give Them the Bird podcast. This podcast is all about challenging what it means to be healthy and fit. It's about celebrating sustainable behavior change and non-scale victories. And most importantly, it's about giving the bird to the diet industry and societal expectations of body size. Why? Well, because at the end of the day, you have an entire life to live that does not require your body look a certain way. Thanks for tuning in. Now let's give them the bird. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Give Them the Bird podcast. My name is Haley, aka Bird. I'm a weight-neutral health coach and certified intuitive eating counselor, and I'm so excited to share today's episode with you. I got to connect and chat again with the amazing Kara Flynn. I'm not even going to try to introduce Kara because I'm going to read her bio, which is just amazing. You can tell she is meant to speak when you hear her talk, and you will be able to tell that she is meant to write when I read her bio. But a little bit of background, I first was introduced or influenced by Kara back in 2019 at a women's empowerment event. And immediately when she told her story, which is what she shares today on this episode, I was just blown away by this woman. Like everything about her captivated me. Her words, her actions, her eye contact, her facial expressions. Like I was smitten. (laughs) I was so enthralled by Kara. And then I got to take some yoga classes with her as I did my first 100 hours of my yoga teacher training. And we had been connected somewhat through my sister, um, through fitness and strength training. And then Kara reached out to me, it would have been in February of this year, so February of 2022, to ask if I would speak at one of her events. That sh- And we talk about that on this episode. And I was just freaking blown away that she wanted me to speak at one of her events and then as a participant at the event, I heard her tell her story again. And that same exact electrifying feeling where just magnetic and she pulled me in and I was like, you got to be on the podcast. You have to share your story. So that is what Kara Flynn does on today's episode. I want to read her bio. This is what she sent to me in an email and it's so good. So here's more, a little bit more about Kara. She said, oh, the dreaded bio. I'm not quite sure what you all might want to know up front, but hey, if you're game, I'm game. Born in the 70s, late 70s, mind you, a child of the 80s, a flannel wearing, cigarette smoking, reality bites loving, pretend adult of the 90s, followed up by the most unexpected experiences as a young wife, mother, divorcee, surprise stay-at-home mom, new wife of an entrepreneur, wreck of a woman that feared it all, finding my way into midlife, not with a crisis, but with a passion. Who loves a run on sentence? Me. (laughs) I love that so much. I currently am the owner of a small and challenged but amazing yoga studio in downtown Iowa City called Bender's Studio. It sits smack dab in the center of the land of the forever young, the University of Iowa. Although I struggle to find success financially, this studio has provided a space for people to learn about themselves and to find out that they are so much more than what their reflection tells them. Thank goodness my partner in crime does not struggle with success as he is an entrepreneur following some big dreams in the area through creating amazing spaces for people to drink, eat, and gather. Brian Flynn reminds me daily to be brave and dig deep. 
I am a mom to three amazing kiddos that make my head spin and heart explode daily. Like my other roles in life, I'm definitely not going to win awards, but I hit the jackpot and love this mom gig a lot, especially now that they aren't babies and can put on their own socks. In 2020, I decided to embark on a project of the heart. The goal was to bring women together so that we could witness the power in each of us and to remove the barriers that we put up and hold us back from our dreams. Beyond Barriers has turned into so much more than I could ever imagine, and I love that I get to be on this ride with women that inspire me daily. I am you. I am the woman that sometimes hates her body, questions her life choices, loves every decision she has made, is damn proud of the body she inhabits, and maybe tomorrow might open up a bakery. Just kidding, I can't bake for shit. I change my mind, I change my direction, but I always come back to me. Grateful to be on the journey and ready to start a new one. How amazing is that bio? I knew when I first read her bio that she emailed to me that I was not going to change the eyes to she's or add in the Kara instead of, you know, me or my. I wanted to read this exactly as Kara typed it. And so I did. And this woman really needs no introduction, yet she deserves all the recognition and acknowledgement that a, that a woman can have. When you spend the next hour listening to her speak, I promise you, you're going to feel the same electric magnetic energy that I did first in 2019 hearing her speak. And then again, just a few months ago, as I was able to attend her Beyond Barriers event. I am so excited for you to dive into this episode, so I'm not going to waste any more time. If you want to connect with Kara, you can check out VendorStudio.com, Bender Studio on Facebook or Instagram, Beyond Barriers Iowa on Facebook or Instagram, or you can email her at info at VendorStudio.com. All of that information is included in the show notes. All right, everybody, enjoy this amazing, brilliant conversation with one of the most incredible women that I've had a chance to meet, Kara Flynn. All right. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Give Them the Bird podcast. On today's episode, I am chatting with one of my favorite people in the freaking world, Kara Flynn. Hi, Kara. Welcome. Hi. I'm so I'm so excited and nervous, and I'm like, I feel like this is a taste of my own medicine right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no shit. This is payback for making me speak. <laughs> that was awesome. Yeah, so a little background for folks. Um when was that? That was that in February? That was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So back in February, Kara had me speak at an event of hers and I'm going to let her talk all about it. But while I was there as like a participant, as an attendee, I got to hear Kara's story. And I was like, this woman is a force to be reckoned with. She's fucking hilarious. And her story just like, I, I couldn't, I couldn't stop. I just wanted more. Like, I was like, no, I don't want somebody else to speak. Will you just keep talking, please? <laughs> and in that moment, I was like, absolutely, you need to be on the podcast. Um, so before we dive into all things, you know, Beyond Barriers, which is your, you know, your event and your, your like your project and all of this, and tell us more about who you are. Give us an overview of you. Oh, I feel like that's the hardest. It's like somebody saying, write me a bio. When you said that, I was like, oh, God, okay, fine. Uh, I'll figure that one out. Um, no, I um, I feel like I should start with like, I'm 40, I'm 45. Yes, I'm 40. I never thought that that was going to be a real thing, but like. Forgetting forget, your age? 
Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. it uh, really happens. Um, and I'm a mom of like three, three beautiful kids. My oldest is 22. I always round up, so I have to watch that. Um, like I start rounding up about five days after their birthday. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so my oldest is 22, and she's amazing, Samantha. And then I've got uh, AJ, who's 14. And he's, he's a pretty cool kid. He's, yeah, talk about an authentic liver. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my youngest, Lauren, um, she is the fourth. She is my exclamation point. Yes. Yeah, she's 11. And it's just going to be a rough few years, but I love her dearly. <laughs> <laughs> we love exclamation points when we're not the ones having to raise them. You know, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I say that knowing that I've never had children and if I do to have decide to have kids, like I'm fucked. <laughs> like my, yeah, yeah, you're gonna have a whole bunch of exclamations. Yeah, <laughs> they're gonna be like, oh gosh. And knowing, I mean, Tyler's calm and cool now, but like as a kid, he was he was a piece of work. He was a handful. So, hmm. it's so weird. Like they're so it's so weird. Like they're they like constantly try to kill themselves from the minute they can walk until five. And then they go to school and they kind of like get themselves underneath them. And then they turn into a jerk like around 11 or 12, but that only sticks around for a short amount of time. And now AJ's like 14 and he's so fun Mm. and he's so like, whatever, you know, and he's kind of embarrassing me, but like not really. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. I feel like if I can't imagine a kid being embarrassed by you, like I would, all I would want to do is hang out with you all the time. But again, I... this is a nearly 30-year-old brain, not a 14-year-old brain talking. <laughs> oh, sorry. I like I am going to go off on tangents. I apologize. I like, told I, you I told you before we started recording that tangents are welcome here. Like even if we don't talk anything health, fitness, body image, like I just want your voice to be heard by the the listeners. Like you you <laughs> as you are and everything you say is exactly as it's supposed to be said. So oh, I love you're it. the best. Thank no, you. You you do I appreciate you liking the the chaotic nature of my brain. I <laughs> appreciate that. Yeah, no, so um my husband and I own restaurants that well he does that part. I like to put myself into it just because it makes me sound cooler. Um but we own restaurants in the area um, and bars. Um, that's where we met. And uh, like then I, I'm a yoga studio owner, uh, vendors. And then I do this like passion project of um, Beyond Barriers. So, mm. and then I ride horses and I like to be outside. And the horses part is whenever I think about you, I think about horses and yoga because when I first heard you talk, it was at Boot Bod's event, the, what was it? Level? Level up. Level up event. Yeah. yeah. I don't even remember so when that amazing. was. That was a few years ago. And you talked yeah. about how, you you talked about how for the, you do this like one thing per year that you hate and you give yourself a year to do it. And one of those things was horses. Horseback riding, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And now you have a horse. And I tell us about this this one thing per year that you hate. Like, tell me more about that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm kind of it was after I had AJ. So Samantha 
and this feels a little derailed, but um, Samantha, I had as a C-section and, um, you know, I was young and I went to like Lamaze class and, you know, like, I was like, I'm doing, I'm doing this naturally, whatever. And of course she's upside down um, and I need to have a C-section. And I felt robbed. Like, I felt like, I don't know. It's, it's the weirdest thing to describe because it's like beautiful, healthy child ended up in my lap who like slept through the night at two weeks old and potty trained herself. Like she did not prepare me for motherhood. I was like, <laughs> I'm so good at this. I'm this so shit's easy. Flipping good. Like why does anybody ever think that motherhood's like a challenge? Enter the other two. Um, but I did. I felt like, you know, I felt like the, that I had screwed up, that, that I had let my, like, I didn't get to have this experience. And then on top of that, I, like, produce enough milk to, like, feed a baby kitten, maybe. <laughs> and so I, like, starved her. Um, I remember calling my mom in the middle of the night. My mom had been there for two weeks with me. She, like, goes home. And she's home for, like, four hours. And I call her. And they said, I just, I think I need you to come back. I don't know what to do. Like, my you know my boobs are bleeding everywhere and oh. and she said go downstairs you have formula and bottles we'll like give her a bottle you should not be like there's no reason to hate this you have a way to feed her um god bless my mom thank god she said that and so in went the bottle and i in started to enjoy motherhood at that point mm. but i always wanted to do that whole labor and delivery thing so flash forward almost nine years later I have, I get pregnant with AJ and, um, and I'm like, okay, I'm going to do that. Like, hopefully I can do this. So I went to the midwives at the university and, um, I, they allowed me the opportunity to do a VBAC because there didn't seem to be any reason that I couldn't. Wait, what's a VBAC? So, oh, uh, a vaginal birth after, uh, oh, C-section. Okay. That makes sense. Because yeah. some doctors won't do it just because there can be scar tissue like it right. totally makes sense you know safety but they were like hey you know she was breached and it's been almost nine years so I went in with AJ like I kind of held him in I was like no I'm not really in labor um maybe I am oh I think I am and we were about um I have a really high pain tolerance <laughs> my mm. husband knows this about me and so he was nervous. And I was like, I think they're like a minute apart. Maybe we should go to the hospital now. So we went to the hospital. He was actually like, like close to being ready to come out. <laughs> um, thank God my mom got there. Once again, she saved me um, from having him on the toilet because um, that I was like, sure that that, you know, it's like, no, it's, it's only been two hours. So there's no way mm -hmm. to ready to have this baby and come to find out, like, I was beyond ready to have this baby. Wow. So two pushes. He was out. And um, I know I make it sound like, oh, it's great. But it really was. Like, I'm, I loved. I loved it. I loved how I felt about myself. And all of a sudden, like, he came out and I, like, stepped into a new person. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't even know how to describe grab it like it gives me chills I just got the chills I yeah I it really um you know he was a tough baby but I started letting go of stuff I don't know if it was like all you know 200 and 
you know, 15 pounds of me crawling up naked onto a table. <laughs> <laughs> My poor husband. He's like trying to like, because I'm a pretty, like, I like to be clothed, you know, I don't walk around my my house naked ever mm-hmm. and he's like oh god i'm like it's fine it's fine bring in this like u of i marching band i just like get the clothes <laughs> off of me like i can't stand this it was so funny but um but yeah he i really did like i i stopped caring so much about everything and i started chasing that high and obviously i mean i love being a mom but i don't want to be a mom to a whole bunch of kids right, um right. Like if I could just do labor and delivery for every woman out there, I totally would do it. But wow. Mm. Yeah, I really liked it. I know it's weird. Like but mine's short and really nice. Yeah. Like super (laughs) easy. But um yeah, so I I like started chasing that and that was when um my sister suggested I start running. She was Mm -hmm. a she's a big runner and she had run several marathons and um so I barely like made it to, it took me probably a month to get to the stop sign and back. And I would call her and I'd be like, what the fuck were you thinking? This is so stupid. Like, why am I running? That ended up turning into a marathon. Like I ended up doing a marathon and I literally crossed the line. I was like, I am done. Done. Peace out. I'm not a runner. Like yes. my body feels like it. <laughs> by a train. I did, the, I did the same thing when I finished a marathon. I was like, okay, bye, done. See you never. Like, <laughs> like not for me. Yeah, I, I feel like I like will lace up my shoes every day once in a while, but that's about it. Yeah. Oh, I think I like running. And then I get out there. I'm like, oh no, it's not for me. Um, But I just, I, I became a gold junkie. You know, that's, that's when I started doing kettlebells when I went and got mm. trained. And which is really weird since I'm not type A. I don't follow any rules. Like even for the marathon, I think the furthest I ran was like 15 miles. I just didn't have that attention span. <laughs> you know, my I don't have it in me. Um, and at this time, my husband was like building his restaurant, right? Mm-hmm. And I, so I was a stay-at-home mom, and I was really bad at it. Like I really did not enjoy being a stay-at-home mom. Um, I just like, I got lost in mm. me and, um, I was w- looking back now, I was obviously very depressed, probably had pretty severe postpartum depression. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just got, I got lost and between running, joining this beautiful gym that does not exist anymore. It was called, um, body and balance it was a women's only gym. Oh, cool. And I'm at like, there's still like the some of the dearest women in my life like they got me through the dark spot they found um they helped me find um me and they helped me like embrace motherhood they helped me say I'm not I'd like I'm never gonna do the crafts at home like Mm -hmm. I'm gonna be like and that's okay fuck it like who cares Mm-hmm. Um, to a to a class where they can do crafts and yeah. get an hour off. <laughs> yes, but that was like fitness because before this, like all I did was like smoke cigarettes. That's how I maintained my weight. Like I smoked cigarettes, drank coffee, and like running, whatever. But um, sorry, I, like sidetracked. But this that's is when so good. like the the kettlebells um entered in and then I became the soul junkie and then I was like now what because I knew my body had limitations right mm-hmm. like uh, genetic or whatever and so I woke up 
in the middle of the night. It truly was. It was like one of those, oh, do you know what I should do? I should do something I hate or I'm scared of for an entire year. Yes. Um, and then like the 2 a.m. like wake up like, oh, the parameters must be um, oh this. Like, and it was just so anti me as a person. But it was the parameters to be like, I had to do it at least twice a month. Had to do it for a year, regardless of how I felt. Um, and that was it. Like, and it had to be something I was scared of or I hated. Mm. It didn't matter. So uh, I decided to let my daughter at four, I don't know, like, <laughs> uh, ride horses. And I took her out there. And there's like when you're trotting on a horse and hunter jumper, you post the trot. So you go up when they're like, leg moves forward and then you come back down super simple right up down up down mm -hmm. and lauren's a four and she um didn't get it within like two lessons and i said obviously she's not getting this up down thing um so we should just pull her and do this when she's older and the lady goes why don't you take a lesson and i thought oh shit here it is like this is say yeah, say yes, because I hated the horses. They smelled, they were terrifying. They, the horses are just like big, big mouth. Like, they're scary. Yeah, yeah, you just don't know. And I'm sure that they're like ready to kick you in the face every Absolutely. time. You know, like now they're saying, you know, put this, this bit in their mouth and like reach your finger inside. Like, that was crazy. It was crazy talk. <laughs> like, <laughs> so I started doing it. Oh my gosh, I cannot even tell you. So my nickname growing up was Casa's Terra, like terrified of everything. Um, if the horse would trip or breathe wrong, I was like, oh, what's going on? What? I don't, I don't, like, is there something wrong? Like, what am I doing? Is this horse going to take off? These are the most well-trained horses that have ever been, right? <laughs> Their like last goal in life is to run, yes. right? So I'm on the safest horse. I'm in, a, in an arena. Oh, I'm not even outside like like take the visualization of like anything beautiful about this I am indoors in the safest space area and I'm terrified and I would cry oh my god Haley I would cry going out there I'm like oh. I don't want to do this and it would be smelly and whatever um I think I maybe told the story so nine months in I still hated it Mm. And the guy that was giving me lessons, God bless him, his name was Hutch. Um, he would just like, I mean, you could just tell he just felt kind of a little defeated by me. And he was like, what's your goal? It's to survive the year. That's it. Like, I just need to survive this year. I'm, I'm done mm -hmm. as of September. And um, I think we were rolling into July or August, something like that. I don't know. Mm -hmm. And we go, or well, no, it was about nine months. So the beginning of the summer. Anyway. Um, outside with this horse, which was like terrifying in itself because now my like faith walls and I had gone from, I learned how to walk and trot and then I cantered a little, which you always canter at the end of lesson. So I would spend the entire lesson like worried about cantering. <laughs> and I'm telling you, I wish I had video of how slow this, like this is not a gallop, through, but it feels like that. It feels like you're going so fast, right? And um, he goes, I want you to point that horse towards that jump. It's not even eight 
not even 18 inches off the ground. It's a cross trail. Like the horse can step over it. Once you point that horse towards that jump, he knows what he's doing. Hold on to the mane. Pull your ass out of the saddle and go. I was like, I don't, I don't care. Do it. I went over that jump. I'm pretty sure he stepped over it. But in my world, I fucking Olympic jumped that horse. Like it was amazing. And I did. I, I remember it so, so clearly. I turned, looked at Hunch, Hutch and I said, sign me up for the Olympics. I'm in. Let's do this. And I was hooked. And now three horses later. Gosh. And then seven years later. But that, yeah, that's what started it. Oh, I, I love the, like, I could just see you. When I think about you, like, just the horse just stepping over it and you being like, oh, my God, like, I can just imagine it. And it's, it literally makes me almost cry laughing because it is so, like, the visualization of you just cracks me up. I'm sure I look, like, as close to the fetal position on the back of a horse <laughs> as you can get. Yes. <laughs> but in my head, you could have put me on a calendar. I mean, I was, like, pretty absolutely, amazing, actually. Absolutely. So. <laughs> So you started with the horses yeah, and then it went into yoga, yoga. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I decided, so I kind of, it's a fear thing. So I was like, okay, now this year I should do something I hate. Um, so I walked into hot house and I said, sign me up for a year. And that first class, I looked at my friends that I was on the mat next to, um, cause I was like, like I rode my bike there I'm like oh my god I do kettlebells like I do Olympic lifting I'm going to yoga like I need at least some kind of workout right um so I ride my bike there and on the way home it's all uphill from <laughs> literally <laughs> and I get in there and it's 100 and like zillion degrees in the worst. <laughs> I feel that though it was so hot and I don't like hot weather anyway. Like I'm a winter, well, I'm a winter girl to a point, but, um, I, I looked over and I'm about in tears. Like we started in like some like lizard lunges and my hip flexors were so fucking tight. I was like up on like four blocks about in tears. I look at my friend Stacy, who's on the mat next to me. And I was like, how long is the class? She goes, 75 minutes. I was like, what? I mean, so loud. I was like, early. no, no, I'm here for an entire freaking year now. <laughs> so that, and that didn't take as long. Like I, mm-hmm. I would say it probably took like two or three months and I was hooked mm-hmm. for sure. I remember my f- first and only time I've taken a um, hot yoga class. We were doing push-ups in it and i was like i was really here for the relaxation and i i didn't go back <laughs> but i can only imagine like that being your first introduction to yoga not only is it 75 minutes long but it's hot as fuck and it's like oh this is it and not i think thinking, i died in there yeah just saw jesus a couple times yeah <laughs> and you're and then you're thinking like oh this is not gonna be like a workout like i'm you know i'm gonna have to add in a work like that is hilarious that was just I drained my water bottle during the class 
And I like filled that sucker up, drained it right after again. And I think Brian had to like get to work. So I hadn't told him how long it was going to be. So here I'm on the bike and I'm like, I've got like 15 minutes to, to bike like four miles or whatever. Oh all uphill. And so I take off and I'm like drinking. I just, I can't even tell you how much water I drank. Um, <laughs> so crazy and then I'm hyper mobile on top of all of this like mm. heated yoga is great but not for not for hyper mobile mm. yeah. yeah so did you so, do did you do like hot yoga for an entire year yeah and that's actually what um I did my YTP through oh, hot okay. house too um and it wasn't until gosh it, it took me a long time to figure out that until I opened vendors, actually, which is not heated, um, I didn't realize that that the the heat was causing my joints some some issues, mm-hmm. and I would have like pretty bad joint pain mm-hmm. uh, from it. And like I said, this is not this is just my body right. and how it landed. Um, I was just too mobile and mm-hmm. had no like I didn't have good parameters with right. it. That may, I never thought about that before, but yeah, for people that have like Ehlers-Danlos syndrome or like the hypermobility mm-hmm. or whatever, how that could impact them. Um, that's interesting. And also then I wonder if it could be like more beneficial for people who have like arthritis or like stiff joints, you know, to go into a, like a hot studio potentially, but. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I, I haven't done a lot of, but I just know it, it landed poorly in my body. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then you opened up Benders. Yeah. Yep. So Benders was the next sphere um, opening. I had had Catalyst Strength with um, one of my most favorite humans, Stephanie Hooper, and we had kind of like gone different places. So we didn't open up like our own brick and mortar, but we worked out of Anderson Taekwondo for a while. Mm. And then we were in a church in Solon for a while. Oh my gosh. Community Center. <laughs> Um, and it was great. It was such a great like experience. I met like humans doing that. Um, but we we owned Joe's place, and right next door to Joe's place, we had a a front that needed sold. And uh, yep, I got out of the shower. Actually, we were talking about that earlier. I got out of the shower, and I said, "You know what? I should open up a yoga studio." Wow. In that spot. I love. So, I love this. And I think like it just, I think one of the reasons why I admire you so much is because I just love that you go for it. And it's ironic because I know that you said you were cautious Kara growing up. Yeah. I, um, you know, I think that that's what this did this year of fear and hate, like, Mm -hmm. um, it kind of like leaning into it, leaning into the fear or leaning into something that you perceive that you hate or that you should hate really makes you examine not just yourself, but like these weird stories that we write for ourselves, right? Mm-hmm. And when you can lean into it and and, and go for it, like, you just removed so many barriers, like without doing anything except for like learning something new and all of a sudden like failure. I'm like, I'm good at failing. 
Like mm-hmm. it doesn't bother me. I'm like, well, if the business doesn't work, okay. You know, mm-hmm. like that, that was, that was a path. I learned something from it. Um, and, you know, I'll either repeat it again in a different way, but I, I just, I was just listening and I can't remember who it was that said this. And I'm like kicking myself. I was at the Tend Her Wild. Um, she had, they had a um, thing at the James Theater in downtown Iowa City. Okay. They did a podcast live and maybe it was, um, maybe it was Miriam Williamson that said it, but um, she she was talking about, or God, it could not have been. It, maybe it wasn't even that. I don't know. I've listened <laughs> to too many things. I've listened to way too many things. But um, that you're that learning. It's not failure if you learn from it, mm-hmm. right? That you're continuing to learn. And so, like, it, it doesn't scare me anymore. But I did. I used to be so scared to even try mm. anything. And um, and I think like. When I had AJ, when I um, did those first couple things that, like, when I first ran to the stop sign, mm. like, it just removed something from me. Mm. It, like, took a little bit of doubt out of who I could be or what, you know, what I thought. Um, I also think having an entrepreneurial husband, mm. um, you know, he, he, goes, he goes for it. And he doesn't, he doesn't play small. Mm-hmm. You know, I remember watching us sitting there, finding out that Joe's place was for sale. And we're sitting in the basement. We had gone on our first vacation together. We were in the basement of a La Quinta in, um, <laughs> in Colorado. And all we wanted to do was go look at the mountains. And it was like, it poured. It was during a drought. Oh. And it poured the entire time. And like mountain thunderstorms are a little scary. Mm-hmm. And our room was in like the basement. Um <laughs> So we're sitting in like an old Chicago. We find out Joe's place is for sale and he just, he leveraged everything. He had nothing, absolutely nothing. And he went for it. He knew, he knew he could, like he just knew. And so I think like having somebody that close to you that doesn't let it get in the way, Mm -hmm. right? That lets that, that pushes that, that doubt and that fear and aside because they know they've got it within them Mm. to figure it out regardless of the Mm -hmm. outcome you know yeah I feel like so often we let like our assumptions of what could go wrong keep us from even playing the game in the first place and it's it's funny I love what you mentioned about you know where wherever you heard it from that it's not I always say like, it's not failing, it's just learning, like failing forward in a sense. Cause I talk about that with students that I coach because they'll come back and they'll be like, oh, I wasn't able to get active, you know, the last two weeks. And it's like, that's okay. And they feel really down about it, but it's like, well, let's talk about why you weren't able to get active. Like, obviously there were some barriers popped up that we didn't think about before when we were talking. So I like to think of it as like this, like failing forward. But the funny thing is, I didn't realize until just now, as you were saying that, that I tell other people to do that, like my coaching clients, but I don't do it for myself. Like I think about, sure, like this podcast, I mean, I waited like three years to even start the podcast because I was so fucking terrified or all these other little things that I'm wanting to do with GTB or just life in general. It's like, I, I totally let the fear of failure keep me from even doing them and 
my one my best friend Erin Copeland she literally just said the other weekend when I was visiting her because she started her own candle she's an architect and she started this like candle company and it's like blowing up yes like so, so cool I know so cool and she said um something along the lines of the like the fear the fear of like regretting not doing something outweighs the fear of failing something i butchered it she can say it much more eloquently but it it's like it's hitting me just hearing you say this even though i use that technique with students that i coach yeah. i i don't embody it at all and um your yeah your words just they do something to me <laughs> they really do <laughs> they do <laughs> i think i think it's so yeah, I, I think until we sit down and we look at it, um, you know, it was like going through the mentorship program. Mm -hmm. I realized how many things were clear. Like I thought that you see how the puzzle pieces of, and it seems so obvious now, right? A vendor studio and beyond barriers, like how that went together. Mm -hmm. I like just couldn't see it. All I could see is I probably needed vendors and having a physical space to give me validity. Mm. It's like, I mean, now I look and I'm like, what? Mm -hmm. That doesn't even make sense. But, um, but I, I think it's, you know, it's just getting clear on that. Like what, what really is stopping me? Mm -hmm. um, and it's not like that horseback riding you know, has it's changed my life. It's that, it, that, you know, there's no doubt about that. But it's not like horseback riding has a lot to do with everything else that I yes. do, but, um, or even yoga in some ways, but it's, it's that, you know, trying something every day that makes you a little worried. And mm -hmm. it's how I like to teach my yoga classes. I like to like, even if it's really calm, I'm like, okay, has everybody here done crow? And everybody looks in the mirror. Has everybody here done headstand? And they like, what? where'd that come from? I'm like, okay, well, if it makes you nervous, you have to do it. Yeah. <laughs> yes. you know, in my like, try to have yoga teacher voice, you know, because then it moves other barriers mm. that you've already set in your way, or at least that's how I see it. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think the cool thing that you do, and I don't even know if you realize it is like, you give people permission. You, like you give people permission to try something and to fail at something. And I think like giving, receiving that permission to be like, it's okay if you fuck up, it's okay if it doesn't work out, like you're gonna learn something. But someone giving you permission to do that, it feels so good. And I can imagine like, cause I've, I've taken yoga classes with you before. And yeah, just like the, we're just gonna play around. Like, you know what, if, if your feet don't come off the ground and crow, like, can you get on your tiptoes? Like. Mm -hmm. I just feel like the permission that you give people to, I mean, I think it's one showing up exactly as they are, because it's like, however you show up today is exactly as you're supposed to be. It's perfect. But then also permission to like, not do it perfectly and to not do it fully or whatever it is. Like the permission to fail is just, that feels really good. <laughs> it feels so freaking good. It's, you know, I think as women, especially, mm -hmm. you know, like I always say, I'm not a perfectionist and I'm not, but it's funny. The things that, that I do re re 
repeat. That I repeat. Yes. I can't, I can't come up with that word. Um, repetitively, anyway, yeah, repetitively, yeah. there it is. Um, <laughs> you know, like every new Beyond Barriers event, a little bit more anxious than the last. Mm. Um, like the first one was like, woo, just see what happens. No big deal. You know, like, I don't know what I'm doing. And now I'm like, oh gosh, that I should know what I'm doing. Hmm for something um so I think I like put a little bit more on myself um with all of that but I do um think that where was I going with that I got kind of lost sorry. yeah like as women the oh yeah like- as that perfectionist like that we need to be you know that we need to put on the perfect wedding that we need to keep our house tidy mm. um that we you know like our our kids need to be a certain way um that they're a reflection of us and which I think is just the most asinine thing no they are a reflection mm. of them give mm. them to them you know it's not about us um I just I think that we're always like trying to strive for this thing and when and, and that doesn't exist and we don't want to be like who wants to be fucking perfect mm. like that sounds a exhausting boring and b fucking boring fucking yeah boring. like <laughs> I want, I want to surround myself with people that are like, that are willing to try the crow and fall on their face or say, you know what, all I got is like, put my hands on the ground today. Yes, sister. Yes. Put yeah. your hands on the ground and like, and then sit down and lay down and take a nap. Like, twerk. The and then twerk. Part. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> do what feels good. Um, mm-hmm. Cause we don't do that either. Like mm-hmm. we, we strive for protection and we, we move away from pleasure. Mm. and I like if we could just flip those things and move towards pleasure and say screw it and move away from imperfection like Mm. oh how how yummy does that feel you know wow I've never thought about perfection and pleasure being like op like being on opposite ends of a spectrum that is so I'm having a mind blown moment (laughs) like (laughs) Because I feel like as as someone who is type A, who I have severe anxiety and because of these like perfectionistic tendencies and then like the, you know, the body image issues ensue because of some of that perfection, everything. Mm-hmm. It's wild to think that in my head, I've always thought perfection would lead to the pleasure, would lead to the feel good. Mm-hmm. And what you just said is like, it's, it's almost the opposite of, and, and maybe for some people it does end up that way, but yeah. let go of the perfection. Even if, even if it is the perfection that gives the pleasure, just focus on the pleasure. Like that is, yeah. whoa, Karen. Well, I think it's, you know, what you, what you talk about a lot in your podcast is, um, you know, it's, it's that embodiment of, or like really feeling inside mm-hmm. um, and tapping into it's mindful movement, mm-hmm. really. Like, okay, what is landing? What feels good inside me? And why are we so opposed to moving towards that mm. and repeating that feeling? You know, mm-hmm. whether it's something that we're giving ourselves or something that we're doing with somebody else, you know, like, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I think I moved away. Like, I pleasure seemed like such a naughty bird mm-hmm. for so long, you know, or feeling good about yourself um 
oh my God, I'm like 45 and I'm still learning how to say thank you for mm-hmm. telling me I look nice today, you know? Because yes. um, <laughs> that feels really good to hear. That's mm-hmm. pleasurable. You know, it mm-hmm. feels good to hear those things. And yet we like, oh, no, 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 no. Instead of, oh, give me more, give me more. Yes, <laughs> tell me more about how good I look. Yes. <laughs> oh, that's so true. I'm I'm curious. Well, for one, I want you... Um, can you talk a little bit more? We've mentioned Beyond Barriers. Can you talk more about what Beyond Barriers is? Because it is amazing. And I know a lot of um, the the folks that listen to this podcast are local. And I want them to hear all about what you do and the opportunities that they have to connect with you. So tell me, tell us more about Beyond Barriers. Yeah. So Beyond Barriers is, um, a, a, it basically is events that are designed for women to, um, to, start to remove their their own barriers to see their power through the stories of other women. And um, I love those women to be from the community where we hold the events. And it's kind of my goal to get into different communities, especially, you know, starting in the state of Iowa. Um, maybe it goes bigger. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but like starting and going into communities so that you can see First off, you can hear somebody's story coming from their mouth and know who they are in their mind. Um, small towns are interesting in that way. I came from a small town. I think you did too, right? Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. um, and I didn't realize what a big ask it was to ask people from small towns to share their story until mm-hmm. I had somebody say, whoa, I mean, you know, some people don't like me. And I was like, well, that sounds great I like that like I think yeah rock the boat let's do this together like how can I help you um but I I realized didn't realize before that that this was kind of a big ask of people um to be really vulnerable in front of people but I thought um in front of their neighbors Mm -hmm. that maybe talk shit about them um it was also important to me that I open up a space where women could come together and learn how to support and lift each other up. Mm-hmm. That 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 whole idea that you know I don't have to blow out your candle to make mine shine. You're that's yes. not how it goes. But, right. Um, yeah, I know what you're trying to say. Yeah. I really want to be the person that can pull up close and like I read in this book. I'm never going to be that person. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> I don't really want to be that though. Um, I yeah. I, I wanted to get space to that. So I do these day events. Um, where we, and I love food, you know, I'm married to a restaurateur. So we <laughs> you know, start with breakfast and we have catered lunch and it's a full day event, which is also, I get a lot of like, can you make these shorter? Mm. No, because you should be willing and able to take a full day for you. Yes. No reason. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like, I cannot. Well, I'm going to miss a baseball game. Great. Miss it. Mm-hmm. Your, your child will be okay. And will maybe find out that they're playing baseball for them. Mm-hmm. Hmm, what a, what a concept, mm-hmm. but it, it is, it's really hard for women to step away. Mm-hmm. And usually like if you have women from the community, like their, their friends are like, Oh, I want to go hear them speak, right. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so it kind of starts it, but yeah, it's uh, women from the community. They share their stories and it's the story that they want to share. 
Um, and it's usually after the fact that I find, like, I've got the women, I've got the speakers, and then I'm like, oh, I know what the topic is, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, or I know where this is going. Um, so yeah, it's, uh, the day event, and then we're going to do um, a week long and climb a mountain, removing fear. Um, my God, if we can climb a 14er. That like, then, I mean, like, I just like gag to myself. I just think about like. <laughs> The one time I've been to Colorado, I had such bad, what is it? Elevation. Oh, the altitude yeah, altitude yeah. sickness. I was like, I felt like I was hungover or drunk the entire time. And I was fine feeling drunk the entire time, but the hungover part, absolutely <laughs> not. Like, <laughs> no, thank you. But you can't have one yeah. without the other these days. So. Oh, that's my, that's my big fear right there is that I've got somebody that's going to really struggle with the altitude. Um, but yeah, so we're going to spend a week together glamping, and then our last night, we're going to stay in a hushy little mansion, historical mansion in oh. uh, downtown Denver, and cook a meal based off of our doshas, and talk about our power, and drink wine. Oh my Lots of drinking. gosh, you are so freaking cool. Oh, you uh, are so Thank cool. you. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> It is just, it is just amazing. Your ability to share it's to me, it's so funny because you bring, you are bringing women together to share their stories. Meanwhile, your story is like, I mean, everything that you shared today is just, I feel like I get so much and I, this isn't the first time I've heard it. It's not the second time I've heard it. I think it's the third time I've heard it and I'm still just like leaning in, like I can't get enough of it. I think that everything, again, you give people permission, you help women feel empowered to lift each other up rather than tear each other down. And you just encourage people to show up and like you said, reach for pleasure and go move towards pleasure instead of perfection. And we need more, we need more of you. We need, we need to multiply you like 3D print you and just, (laughs) we need you everywhere. Nothing will ever get done. (laughs) (laughs) But you know. You are amazing. You are amazing. I I seriously can't thank you enough um, for just being you. I think you're so awesome. I really do. I I feel the same way. Um, I have like such a fangirl feeling about you. And um, I know when I met you, I was like, oh, can I hug you? I'm so excited to meet you. And I was like, no, can I hug you? Oh, my God. That was because I think because I had heard so much about you from Leslie, my sister, and just like how you you would be at performance, this like group of like badass women. And one day she was just like, can I write a workout for you or something? I don't know. There was some story like that. And I just remember like if Leslie thinks that a woman is badass and like tough and strong, then holy shit she is like it is i mean because leslie is pretty badass tough and strong in and of she's herself so cool she's so yeah, cool she's i know so cool i know i'm really lucky that she's my sister and my other sister is really cool too but anywho and i i just remember that i was so influenced by you before i even like met you and then i saw you at the you know the boot bot event and i was like oh my god this woman is amazing and then when i i did my yoga teacher training well, the first hundred hours at your studio. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm gonna, and I remember you, you talked to me and I was like, oh my God, (laughs) Kara talked to me. (laughs) And then I meet you 
like formally meet you in the coffee shop and you're like, I'm fangirling. I'm like, no, I'm fangirling. (laughs) We are so much. I love it. Uh, It's amazing. You know, I think that that's it though. Like you don't, you don't have to, you don't have to find, I mean, not that there's anything wrong with a best-selling author, you know, but like truly your, your power, your people, your, your um, inspiration is probably your next door neighbor, Mm. you know, or, the person that works down the street in the coffee shop, like all we have to do is like just be willing to listen and, wow. and hear it, you know, and like, it's like seeking for um, that inner truth outside mm-hmm. of you. Like mm-hmm. it's, just, eh, mm-hmm. you know, you're not going to find it, but you, 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 if you go within or if you stay, you see your community and you like love it and you go after it, like, you can meet the most amazing people mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like you and you <laughs> <laughs> Kara where can people learn more about you plug all of your things websites social media yeah. everything um oh gosh this is like the hard part for me yeah. um, I'm like oh the good thing uh, is if you forget anything it'll all be in the show notes for people I'll I'll find everything and put it in there so uh, so you can, I'm, I'm better on, um, Facebook and Instagram. So Facebook, uh, we have Bender Studio and, uh, we are located, um, downtown Iowa city and, um, and Iowa Avenue right next door to Joe's place. Mm-hmm. Um, we have classes, in-person classes, and I try to do a couple of videos every now and then, um, on Facebook or Instagram. Um, I'm trying to get the reels down. That's like a whole thing. Um, it takes a lot. They're they're really fun when you figure them out, but they take a lot of work. Yeah, I'm exhausted. <laughs> but I gotta go do one after this. I'm like, uh, what am I gonna do? Um, I can't do the funny ones. Like I really want to do those, but I'm just not clever enough. Oh well. I I know. I'm but, on from you it. know, I'm 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 hearing more that the voice like when you do the voiceovers, they're not as engaging as if you just like talk yourself and I feel like you talking yourself is humorous and inspiring as is so fuck the voiceovers just do your voice you know get on there and talk okay your fear (laughs) reels um but yeah so I've got Bender Studio and then you can also Facebook um Facebook and Instagram Beyond Barriers Iowa so somebody took Beyond Barriers before, but Beyond Barriers, Iowa, uh, you can find on both of those. And then um, my website is benderstudio.com and you can find all the information about um, about those two things. So I feel like I should though share with you my next true year of fear because it's <gasps> just starting. Oh my gosh. Yeah. You I, have I don't something? know why it has to Yeah. Yeah. <gasps> um, so I am starting, um, it's called, I'm starting, it's going to be a new website um, called One Year, One Fear. <gasps> and I am going to write a book, one blog at a time. So oh. In like real life, I guess. Yeah. Holy I'm shit. So excited. <gasps> Kara, yeah. that is so exciting. I'm pretty excited. I'm really nervous because I did, you know, like I accidentally fell into One Year, One Fear when I did, um, my year of um, documenting the entire, my entire quarantine for 
408 days. My poor family, like all of our dirty laundry. <laughs> I love it. Again, you're real. Um, I love your authenticity. Oh man. But yeah, so I'm going to, um, I miss writing. I miss that conversation. Like mm. I really like it. And I was just, I was going to try to work on a book and it just is not, I don't know, that process didn't work, but the whole idea of a blog and like having a conversation with me and other people, um, seems to work. So I'm going to, each chapter will be, or each blog will be a chapter, I guess. So oh my gosh. Word. So that hopefully the, the website will be done, you know, by, um, July and I can start kicking it out in August. One year, one fear. Yep. Oh, you are just unstoppable. It is amazing. Oh, I'm sure my husband would like some of it. <laughs> He's like, well, <laughs> enough with all, adding on. <laughs> oh, but that's the thing. I feel like you, there, you can't like all this, you, what you have to say and what you have to share, like it can't be contained. It, it needs to be out there. It needs to be in so many different forms, you know, so I appreciate you so much. I think you are fucking awesome. And I really want to thank you for, you know, showing up here and being vulnerable and being you and authentic, even though you were like, you said a little nervous, which didn't even come across. Like yeah. you are awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks so much for inviting me. Like I, yeah, I've been, I've been like, oh my God, someone's here. I almost get to be on a podcast and talk to Haley oh. <laughs> right after a wedding. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of GTB. If you're enjoying this podcast, feel free to head on over to Apple Podcasts and rate, review, and subscribe. You can also share this podcast on Instagram and tag me at Give em the Bird Podcast. I will see you back here next week for another episode, but in the meantime, go give them the bird.